0: Hello, and welcome to Cowgirl Artists of America's podcast, a podcast dedicated to Cowgirl artists. I'm CAA's founder and your host, Megan Wimberly. I'm a working artist myself, and I know personally the level of work and commitment that goes into this business. Today, we will be talking about yearly business planning, and I'll walk you through my personal planning strategy for creatives. This episode is set up in such a way that you can go through it workshop style by pausing and completing the activities. If you want to go this route, you will need to grab a pen and paper, or if you're like me, the journal you're using to track the year. Planning can be a big task, so don't be afraid to do this over several days. It is okay to take a break and make sure your brain is able to really engage with the tasks. And now for a quick note from our sponsor. Just kidding. Our podcast is brand new, so our sponsor is us, but Calgirl Artists of America is worth telling you about. CAA was founded on the belief that Calgary artists deserve equal representation in the art world. We have heard time and again about the barriers for entry for Calgary artists, and the numbers don't lie. We are severely underrepresented. Calgary Artists of America is working hard to change that. We are cultivating community and providing resources and education to help Calgary artists grow their business and improve their craft. If you haven't already, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Calgirl Artists of America and sign up for a mailing list at www.calgirlartistsofamerica.org. We have a lot of exciting resources in the works and we will be continually growing and expanding. We'd love for you to join us. So people can be pretty divided about whether or not setting New Year's resolutions is a good idea. Statistics show that the naysayers may have a point. According to a 2016 study, only 9% of resolution setters felt that they were successful by the end of the year. And in 2017, a study showed that 52% of resolution setters felt confident that they would be successful at the beginning, but only 12% actually were. But the fact of the matter is that the beginning of the year feels like just that, a beginning. It's a chance to start with a clean slate, no guilt or shame, creating doubt. It can just feel like a good time to set a resolution. At the beginning of the year, business owners are also setting goals and building their business plan for the year. And I think sometimes working on these goals can feel a little bit like setting a resolution, but the distinction really is important. Resolutions are founded on that feeling of a new beginning. They're often not thought out and they don't have a plan. They're based more on the feeling of willpower in the moment or excitement in the moment but most people don't have a strategy to make their resolutions actually happen. Our business plans and goals are different and we really need to understand why and how they are different. When you own your own business, it can be easy to make excuses for not meeting deadlines and not accomplishing your goals. There's no boss standing behind you, making sure you're getting things done. You are the boss. Because of this, it's important to do everything you can to set yourself up for success. When we make our plan at the beginning of the year, we need to be realistic and strategic. We need to be ready to follow through and put our plan into action. Taking the time to build a solid plan can be the difference between success and failure, stagnance and growth. So today I'm going to walk you through my planning system. My approach is meant to tap into your intuition and creativity. I have found that when I can turn something into a creative endeavor, I have much more fun and success with it. I think a lot of artists will find this strategy helpful because it does start with a more creative, introspective approach. Of course, that isn't for everyone. So if it doesn't work for you, I just encourage you to find what does. This is not something that I've researched. It's just something that I've developed based on my experience over time and what works for me. So let's jump in. The very first step is the opposite of what you might expect. It is an exercise in looking back at your last year. I don't know about you, but I really have a problem with finishing one thing and jumping immediately into the next thing. I'm always trying to reach for the next goal, trying to accomplish the next thing, and I really don't take any time between. This can definitely lead to getting a lot done quickly, but in the long term, it will leave you feeling like you're never good enough and that you never really accomplish anything. Jumping from one task to the next without acknowledging your accomplishments is just going to leave you run down and feeling burned out. And I'm discovering that taking time to acknowledge my accomplishments is incredibly important to maintaining forward momentum and building more self-confidence. So grab your journal and answer the following questions. How many pieces did you complete last year? How many pieces did you sell? What were things you improved on this year? It might be that you posted more consistently on social or that your painting style improved. Whatever it is, big or small, list it. What did you learn this year and what new skills did you gain? What are you proud of? How many galleries, shows, and residencies did you apply for? Even if you didn't get in, seriously just applying is an accomplishment. Did you display your work anywhere and did you make any important connections? If there are other accomplishments that come to mind feel free to write them down too. So did you do the exercise? If not, press pause and try it out. Okay, now that you've completed this exercise, how do you feel? Do you feel more confident, surprised? Do you feel more self-assured, more accomplished? I hope so. If not, that's okay too. Whatever you're feeling, take those feelings right into the next activity. So you're going to turn into the next available spread in your journal. That's where there are two full pages that are blank. And across both of those pages, I want you to write in block letters the year. So for this year, you would write 2022. Then in the space around it, you can write words that you want to be themes for the new year. Let intuition be your guide, but don't let fear hold you back. You might write, you might write words like confidence, focus, learning, online sales, whatever comes to mind and feels true for you. This is about setting the tone for the year. What do you want the year to feel like and be full of? Are there any themes? If you like to doodle and make your planners beautiful, you can totally do that with these pages. Also, side note, if you can do that, I'm very impressed. I love looking at beautiful bullet journals, but that is just not how I operate So if you're like me, totally, you can be super sloppy and not care about it. The only thing that matters is that inspiration um, is that it inspires and guides you. So this might feel a little silly, but really it kind of taps into that inner intuition and it builds on what you learned um, last year and where you're taking off from last year. So after this exercise, how do you feel? Do you think you're pushing something that's not there? Alternatively, do you feel like you left something out because of fear or self-doubt? Feel free to go back, add, or take away anything that you need to. Again, this is about your intuition. At this point, I hope that you feel like you're tapping into the intuition and really getting a feel for where you want to go in the coming year. If you have a lot of thoughts swirling in your head, you may want to do a free free-form, journal, uh, freeform journaling exercise. And I actually recommend doing this even if you don't have a lot of thoughts swirling in your head. Writing can be really challenging for some people. I know that that's true. So if you have dysgraphia or dyslexia or you struggle with written language, maybe try using a voice recorder instead. You can also doodle your thoughts. But personally, I find writing my thoughts to be really helpful. But do what works for you. To start this exercise, open to a new page in your journal and write the data at the top of the page. And then for a heading, write thoughts on the coming year slash where I want to be. Use these pages to freeform write about how you want the year to go and what you want to accomplish. Open yourself up to writing whatever comes to mind. Even if you start this activity by writing, I don't really know what to write. Sometimes all it takes is putting pen to paper and just going with whatever comes to you. As you do this, you will begin to feel more open and you can direct your thoughts a little more. Be gentle with yourself and remember not to be judgmental in this act not to be judgmental in this exercise. This is not your business plan and you don't have to figure everything out. This activity is meant to help you tap into your feelings and personal wisdom. So just go with it. As you write, you will probably find that you're gaining more clarity and focus and your writing will become more refined. As you gain confidence, write in active and confident terms. So for example, instead of writing, I want to paint two paintings each month, say I will paint two paintings each month. As you work on this exercise, you may wanna take note of the past year. What did you do well that you will continue or scale in this year? And what do you need to improve? Were there any areas where you wanna pick up where you left off? So for example, maybe I saw increased sales when I did a fine art reproduction pre-release on my mailing list. I wanna grow my mailing list to help increase those sales. I wasn't consistent to posting with social media, so I need to work on a plan of action to be more consistent with that. This activity can be really powerful, so I really want to encourage you to try it out. I personally use freeforming, I've personally used freeform journaling in my own life, and it has helped me to gain clarity and resulted in some truly profound insights. I found it to be helpful when I'm struggling with something I've written in the past. I know I can go back and read that entry and gain that understanding again. And so sometimes it just takes practicing things a couple of times and being able to look back on what we were feeling in that moment, what we learned in that moment, why we set our goals. That can all be really helpful. After you complete this activity, I recommend taking a break. It's good to take some time to just sit with your insights, sit with what you're feeling, just really let that stuff settle in. So if you've completed this exercise, press pause and go do something else. Come back to this episode later today or tomorrow and we'll begin working on the next step. But don't forget to come back. Seriously, set a reminder if you need to. Okay, so now that you've finished phase one of this plan, we'll move on to our next phase, planning and goal setting. This phase is a lot more strategic, but hopefully the previous exercises will help you feel more confident in where you want to go and what goals you want to accomplish. The goals you come up with will be unique to you and your particular situation. So if you're just getting started working in your spare time after work, your goals are going to be different from someone who's in their third year of being full-time. Be mindful and realistic with where you are in your business and what resources you have. The first step in this space is to write down your big picture goals. These are the big ticket items of goals. They are not goals that you can accomplish in just a day or even a month. They are goals that are going to really show that you're moving your career forward. An example of a big goal would be building your mailing list to 500 subscribers. This is not something that's going to happen overnight. You will have to have a strategic plan to reach this goal. Another important goal is how much money you want to make this year. Again, be realistic. You wanna set goals that will challenge you, but you also don't wanna set goals that are unattainable. That would just be discouraging, and you really might end up training yourself to not meet your goals, which could influence the effort you put into reaching other goals. It's a good idea to write down how you will know when you've reached a goal. So some goals, like the examples above, have built-in markers. So if you get 500 newsletter subscribers, you know you've met that goal, but some goals are a little less quantitative. For example, if you set a goal to become more confident talking to potential clients, How will you know when you've actually reached that goal? Maybe it's that your heart doesn't pound and your voice doesn't shake when you talk to people at a show. Or maybe it's that you can easily maintain a five-minute conversation about your art in which the potential client seems genuinely interested. Determining markers for goals like this can require a little forethought, but it is worth writing it down and figuring it out so that you'll know when you've accomplished these goals. The next step after you write your big goals is to break your big goals down into important steps and milestones. When doing this, it can be really helpful to break the year down into quarters as well. This helps you divide up important tasks and milestones across the year in chunks. Instead of thinking about the whole 12 months, you can think about the quarters, which are three-month increments. Three month increments are enough time to accomplish quite a bit, but they're also more manageable than thinking about 12 months. It also allows you to kind of categorize and group your goals and the steps for your goals. Some goals might be easy to plan for. If your goal is to complete 24 paintings this year, you can break that down into two paintings per month. That's a reasonable breakdown. And if something comes up unexpectedly and you get behind, you'll know and you'll know how to adjust. But some goals are not as straightforward. So if we take the 500 newsletter subscribers example, um, we might need to look at how we're actually going to reach that goal. So maybe you know that you will attend four art fairs this year and you think you can get 50 subscribers at each fair. But that still means that there's 300 subscribers left to get. If you evenly divide that, you have 75 per um per quarter or 25 per month so maybe for month one you decide you're going to add a newsletter pop-up to your website and then you're going to do a special event that invites only newsletter subscribers and then in month two you're going to do a print pre-release in your newsletter and in month three you're going to team up with two other business owners on IG and do a giveaway that requires an email sign up so for each of these you know that you're going to have to promote them on your social media sites. And at the end of the quarter, you can look back and see which action items were most successful and which might be worth replicating. You should be getting valuable insight at the end of each month and each quarter so that you can get ideas along the way And if you're tracking signups, which you should be, if this is your goal, then you will also know that if you're falling short of your goal and you'll know that you need to roll out some more campaigns or try something different. But knowing what your goal is brings intention to your actions and you'll be surprised just how much just intention alone can influence reaching your goals. If you want to grow a mailing list, but you don't have a set goal and you don't make a plan, you're not going to bring much intention to that and you might get a few subscribers. But if you have a plan, you're looking at that every day and you're bringing that intention to it, you're going to get a whole lot more. During this planning phase, you can try and plan out the whole year, but be aware that planning the entire year can be pretty overwhelming. It can also be challenging because you will most likely need to adjust things here and there. So my strategy is to plan out the major goals for the entire year and the major milestones for each quarter. Then plan the smaller details on a monthly or quarterly basis. Again, just do what works for you. And sometimes it does take a little bit of trial and error. And you can also, there's so many people talking about these strategies. You can totally go and listen to what other people are doing and you might find something that works better for you. All of us are different and it really is finding what's going to work for you. After you have your big picture goals and milestones planned out, make sure that you write them down somewhere that you will see them every day. This will help you keep that intention flowing for these goals. As business owners, we have way too many tasks to keep track of in our head, and there's no way for our brain to remember all the things we need to do and when we need to do them. So keeping those goals where you can see them can bring more intention to reaching them. It is also inspiring when you can start actually checking those off of your list and you see them completed. The last planning step was something I just recently started doing, and honestly, it has been a game changer for me. So in addition to running Cowgirl Artists of America and my own art business, I'm also the digital content manager for a nonprofit. That means that there are a lot of moving parts in my schedule. And this got really confusing and it became really challenging to con- to stay consistent across all three. And I found myself spending inordinate amounts of time working on my schedule. It was like a puzzle every week or every month trying to fit everything in that I knew I needed to schedule in and that I needed to happen. So this year, I decided that I could plan a reoccurring schedule for monthly and and weekly items. So I plan out the reoccurring items and I put them in Google Calendar and then I just schedule them to reoccur at the appropriate intervals. This helps me know exactly what's coming up and what I need to do on certain days. And it kind of creates an expected and like predictable pattern. It also allows me to free up some time because I worked really hard to keep several days open. And I also have a lot more free time because I'm not spending so much time planning out my schedule all the time. So things that you might wanna schedule on a reoccurring basis are things like your newsletter, blog post, content planning, scheduling posts, meetings, things like that. And one more tip, if you do wanna try this out is don't schedule things to reoccur on a specific day, like the 15th of every month. The 15th might occur on your day off, and that's not something you want. So instead, try scheduling items for the day or week of the month. So for example, I send out two of my newsletters on the first Monday of every month, and I send out one of my newsletters on the second Thursday of every month. Again, this has really been a game changer for me, and I don't know why it took me so long to figure it out, but I'm really glad I did, and it might be really useful to you so if you've gotten this far thank you so so much for listening to cowgirl artists of america's first podcast i'm so excited that you joined us and um, i really hope that you found all of this helpful and inspiring and i really truly wish you the best of luck and i hope that this new year is full of big wins and lots of success if you have a topic you'd like to hear us cover in the future let us know and don't forget to join us on instagram at cowgirl artists of america until next time